Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus. And my name is Dan. And we're here to do an initial sort of uh, price reaction show, I guess. Um, we're, we're recording this slightly ahead of uh, the launch, but uh, yeah, um, the first sort of price reveals have gone out. Thank you to the the, the gaffer guys for for giving us sort of those those two uh, reveal from the pod account. Uh, Dan, how did you feel about sort of those prices and the, and the reaction to them? Yeah, I think it, uh, it it was exciting being allowed to reveal 12 players. Uh, we were able to choose them and um, I think we picked a, not so much a wide range of options, but I think we, we picked a lot of interesting players from either relegated sides or maybe talismans from teams that did well uh, last season. So yeah, it was it, it was exciting seeing the reaction. Obviously, everyone's got an opinion on a price, um, and um, I think we, I think they're priced pretty well this year. Yeah, I think the reaction was generally positive. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we're just going to do something today. We're going to talk about the uh, the different price points at each position. Uh, maybe touch briefly on. Uh, you know something we like, something that could um, alter the the setup in that position. Like briefly, any sort of you know transfers that might change it, or any sort of potentially interesting things to watch. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then we'll get out of here on that. Uh, it's not going to be a long one uh, today, we promise. <laughs> but first, uh, we'll start. We'll start. We'll go positionally. We'll start with the uh, goalkeepers. Uh, so Dan, what what your sort of initial, I guess, comments or anything on the uh, on the premium goalkeepers? Yeah, it's pretty much as you expected. Barkowski, Krul, Fodringham, um, Hennessy, Nichols, Backman, and Akoy, um could be a, a battle for first choice at Watford, which could be interesting, uh, and also Button at West Brom. So. Pretty much as you'd expect, the goalies from the the teams you'd expect to be near the top. Um, I I never really like premium goalies in in fantasy games, um, so I probably won't go for them. But as we do have jeepers keepers boosts, it is important to to keep an eye of of how well the the premium goalies are doing because there's a high chance at some point you will be needing them. Um, I don't know if you have any more about the premiums, Angus. Um, no, I mean I think um, as people will have seen at this point, in terms of the six point fives, that's the that's the top price for a keeper, and uh, it's very slim pickings there. I think in the six, it's interesting, like you say that that Watford position, um, yeah, you know, potentially interesting, um, interesting to see what happens at Norwich and at Burnley as well, um. But yeah, in terms of the premiums, there's there's some options there if people just want to go and spend big on one of the sort of you know one of the keepers from one of the big teams. But they're, they're outside of like a jeepers keepers opportunity. I'm not sure there's many that I'd be I'd be rushing for. Um, in terms of the sort of the 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 next tier, I guess 
the 5.5 and the 5s. Um, anything in particular that sort of jumps out to you here? Uh, I think we've got some uh, top performing. Kaminsky was very good uh, last year for Blackburn. Probably went a bit under the radar uh, as um, just people don't want expensive goalies, but he, he done very well points-wise for Blackburn. Uh, you also have Woodman, who's come back in from... Uh, well, he's he's a permanent now for Preston. Uh, he was excellent in that Swansea team who... I think, did they have the best defence or one of the best defensive records uh, a couple of seasons ago? So he's probably a really good option. Um, apart from that... Um, you got Macy at Luton and Roberts at Middlesbrough. Um, I'm not convinced they're both going to be number one at the minute. Uh, definitely uh, at Luton. Um, Jones has come out saying we're going to have another goalie, so it might be a battle for number one. And um, Middlesbrough are still looking for a number one at the time of recording. Um so yeah, probably Kaminsky and Woodman are my favourite options in the in the five point five. Uh, moving down to the five, you've got probably got a, a battle for the number one shirt at Cardiff between Allsop and uh, Ormwick. Uh, both come in during uh, the mass spending spree. Well, maybe not spending yeah. spree, signing spree of Cardiff. Um, you got. Moore, who was excellent, weren't he? Four, uh, four million last year. He's up to five for Coventry. Um, and then maybe may a, a Dieng or a Fisher from QPR or Swansea, but defence weren't great last year. So a lot of question marks in the five, I think. What do you like? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's worth mentioning uh, as we're recording, it will probably be different by the time... The game opens depending on exact timings. Um, we've got Roberts at 5.5 at Middlesbrough. Um, Zach Stefan, if he hasn't already joined, will be joining imminently. Um, so he'll probably be a premium uh, in that first tier um, on loan from Man City, um, which, is which would obviously be big for them. Um, but no, I, I like Woodman. Um, I'm not so sure about Preston, generally speaking, so... He's one I'll probably steer clear of, um, but I I'm I'm open to the idea of looking, you know, in that tier uh, this season. The five is uh, is where I'm personally likely to go. Um, I, I like some of the options in there. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, particularly at this point, but uh, yeah, like you say, it it's tough with some of these teams, particularly like Cardiff, more with the price bump. You know, I mean, Macy's at 5.5. He might be replaced. Um, someone like Dieng. be interesting to see how QPR do with the managerial change. Um, some significant personnel turnover there as well. Um, and so on. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But I do, th I do think there's some interesting options in there. Um, obviously, Bristol City turning over some of their defensive personnel. So... Um, I, th I think there's there's some interesting options in that tier um, but what we can move on to is particularly the 4.5s because I think 
that as a default is where a lot of people will want to look uh, for their goalkeeper is 4.5. Um, as I'm sure people will notice um, in terms of the, the starters at 4.5, it's for a lot of the teams that we think are going to be weaker this year. At Etheridge at Birmingham. Uh, we've got Maxwell and Grimshaw from Blackpool um, in terms of whoever gets the, the start there. Um, you know, we've got Joe Lumley, who's likely to be the starter at Reading. We've got Johansson at Rotherham. Um, we've got Patterson at Sunderland, Amos at Wigan, etc. So I think that's where, you know, if you can find the right one, particularly potentially among the promoted teams, I think that's where um, the value might be. I don't know what you think on that, Dan. Yeah, I think... Um... I'm likely going to start with two 4.5s. Um, Efridge is a funny one. There seems to be some contract issues there where if he plays a certain number of games, he's going to have a, um, a wage increase or a new year or something like that. So, yeah, until Birmingham gets sold, I think I'm staying away from Etheridge. Uh, Blackpool probably is 50-50 on who starts, so it's probably a pre-season. You've obviously got a change of manager, no Critchley. Um, Lumley at Reading is Joe Lumley. Do you really want to pick Joe Lumley? I know he done well at Middlesbrough at 4.5, but you look at Middlesbrough defence to what Reddings could be, and I, I'm not convinced he's a great option um, you've got the what we think might be a battle at Rotherham between Johansson and Vickers. Again, that's similar to Blackpool and Cardiff. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Sunderland, 4.5 Patterson. He's a very young keeper who got in at the second half uh, of their promotion campaign last year. Um, rumours they're going to bring in another goalie so is he then back up or is he going to have to compete and then you got Ben Amos at Wigan who seems pretty nailed at Wigan he, I think he played near enough every game from last year and to be honest it's been quite quiet at Wigan for transfer news so maybe, he, maybe he's the safest pick this, so even at the 4.5s there seems a lot of question marks so yeah, it might just be pick one and just hope, to be honest, this year. Yeah, and that's that's where I'll comment briefly on the fours. Um, obviously, um, it's unlikely that at least to start the season, any of the four million keepers uh, will be playing. But in terms of ones to sort of look out for, um, Gcock at Birmingham, you know, you've just said about the issues with, um, or potential issues with Etheridge. Um, if they don't get someone in, then he's obviously the next in line. Um, you know, our thoughts on um, Joe Lumley are well documented. Um, and the fact they've got Luke Southwood and uh, Dean Buzanis, uh there now um, might be worth sort of keeping an eye on as well. And obviously the only other keeper at Sunderland um, at the moment is Jacob Carney who's a 4 million, so that's more, if anything, were to happen to Patterson. Um, he might well be, be an option. So you you might end up with a few, or with the odd 4 million uh, goalkeeper 
um, available, but to start the season, um, they won't be. That that I I doubt there'll be any starters in that price tier. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get that more who transferred from Sheffield United and then is suddenly in the team like we got last year. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move on to defenders. Um, so Dan, do you want to kick us off with the uh the the top tier, the the six point fives? Yeah, so um, six point five. Interestingly, no seven this year. Um, as you'd expect, six point five. You got the king coming back. Uh, Connor Roberts, six point five. Um. Looks like he'll be playing a fullback rather than a wingback. So does that affect how how well he does uh, attacking-wise? Um, you've got the Middlesbrough lads, Jones, McNair, and as of recording, still Jed Spence at 6.5, although highly unlikely Spence is here when the game, well, maybe even launches, but definitely, um, definitely starts. Um, Great options. Jones obviously moved from a midfielder to a defender, which now makes him a, a really good option, I think. At times, was playing as a winger um, because he, he, he gets so far forward. Uh, McNair, is he on pens, Angus? We're not sure. They haven't signed a striker yet, <laughs> so <laughs> we're not entirely sure, but another great option. And then you've got Aaron's from Norwich, who is he going to get sold? He's been a bit quiet. At, at, I, I'm uh, not. I, I part of me thinks at least temporarily the window is shut for them on actually getting something for Max Aaron's. Yeah. Um, Malone, again, another defender who does do well. Jaden Bogle, um, injury. He had that injury at the second half of the season where he was just starting to really become a really good option. Um, to be honest, I've probably missed them. There's, there's loads. Can you think of any more I've missed, Angus, at 6.5? Uh, Connor Townsend, I think. Connor is the Townsend, um, yeah. Obviously, everyone knows how good he was last season um, for West Brom. And uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's another obvious one there. Um, on, on McNair and the penalties, the answer's probably not... Uh, he was only on penalties when Spora wasn't on the pitch, so you would assume uh, one of the attackers they sign uh, would go into uh, the penalty-taking duties as well. And uh, I know there's been some speculation. I'm not as sure about whether whether McNair will keep his place, but uh, that remains to be seen uh, with some of their acquisitions. But yeah, I think in that tier, there's there's some very viable options. You know, we know it's it's players that score well in the game. Um, you know, obviously, with the with the addition of Jones moving from um, a midfielder, you know, it's it's guys that we know score well. So I think that would be interesting. Um, and I do think there are there are guys there that may well be worth sort of actually paying out that that full whack for them. Um, but speaking of Middlesbrough and position changes, that brings us on to the six million defenders, um, where we have Ryan Giles. Um, obviously, we did a price reveal on him. Um, announcing his his position change. Uh, I think that's fair. He spent the majority of the time across both clubs he was at playing uh, wing back. And given that Wilder 
didn't play with wingers at all last year and didn't, to the best of my knowledge, when he was at Sheffield United either. Um, you know, we know that um, Giles is coming in to play wing back, so that makes him a defender. Um, you know, we've got the likes of Charlie Taylor here, obviously, with Roberts being 6.5, Taylor at 6. Um, Nathan Collins in there as well. We've got Harry Toffolo, uh, James Bree. Uh, the other Millwall like the starters in terms of Murray Wallace, Hutchinson and Cooper. Um the rest of the likely Norwich back four. Um Hanley, Gibson, Giannoulis. We've got uh Baldock, Basham and Stevens and Andy Egan. Um we've got, you know, guys from Watford, um, although hopefully I mean I'm not expecting it to be clearer by the time the game launches, but a bit more clarity on Watford would be good. Um, and then we've also got Furlong, Bartley and Ajayi from West Brom. Um, so there's quite a lot of defenders in that uh, six million tier. And I think it, it's rich with options. I don't know uh, if any of the, the guys in particular there sort of jump out to you. I think you've just got to look at last year. you got Toffolo, who was excellent. Um, he went on that crazy run towards the end of the season where he scored every week and you benched him. Yeah. Uh, and then you got James Bree, who oh, last year, 4.5 defender. Um, we were working it, well, you were working it out for the um, the price reveal, 19 clean sheets, I think six assists more likely to be on more set pieces. Now Naismith has gone. Um, does well with bonus if it's like a 1-0 win, even if he's not involved. So, yeah, Bree's definitely an option. Um, I, I just think that that prize bracket is brilliant. Giles, if Giles becomes first choice, I think he got 10 assists, did he, for Cardiff yes. in the first half? Well, I think it was. I, I only had ten combined. I don't know if he picked up any yeah. of them when he was at Blackburn, but ten. Yeah, he was in about last season. I, there's some great, great options in that six. Um, it's going to be hard, Angus. <laughs> Very hard to uh, pick, pick, pick the team. Um, anything else on the six, or or did you want to move um, down to five? No, I mean five? it's quite obvious in terms of some of those teams that like are either relegated teams or we think are going to be good defensively, you know, Millwall who did very well defensively, Norwich, Sheffield United, Watford, West Brom, you know, it's, it's quite obvious there, but like you say, I think there are some, some really interesting ones in there as well. Um, but yeah. Um, do you want to take us on to the 5.5s now? Yeah. So 5.5s, are an interesting block. Um, you got players like Harry Pickering from uh, Blackburn, who who was a wing back, um, was in and out through injury, but I think Blackburn were quite good defensively. Um, hopefully, they'll same sort of same structure under the new manager. Um, you then got Bidwell from Coventry, um, no Matson at the minute. So it doesn't look like they're going to sign him back. So maybe he becomes first choice. We saw how well Bidwell did it in a wing-back system at Swansea. So I think that's an interesting price, 5.5. 5. 
You've then got uh, a couple of centre backs from Huddersfield, Lees and Pearson. Uh, obviously, they I think they scored the most set piece goals last year. Huddersfield from the Sorba Thomas delivery, so the centre backs become really good options. Uh, played a lot of games as well, quite quite reliable. You've got the couple of Luton players, Bell, who left wing back. He ended up scoring quite highly, but I think that was because he, I'm not sure he'd got too many assists or goals. It was more the fact that he, he just played near enough every game and was getting all those clean sheet points, the odd bonus. And then you've got Bradley, who's Luton's captain, uh, in and out, uh, sorry, a stop start season, mainly due to injury, but if he's fit, he'll be first choice in in a decent defence. You've then got basically all the rest of the Middlesbrough options, Dykesteel, Bowler, Fry, Lenahan. Um, we're not sure how they're going to line up. The only one I'm convinced will start is, pro- is probably um, Jones. Uh, so then hopefully there won't be that much rotation. Um you got McNamara from Millwall, who was excellent. I had him when he scored, had the two goals. So hopefully he'll continue being an option at right wing back. You then got some of the backups for Norwich, Byron, McCullen. Uh, I've got to say his name, Omabamadeli, a highly rated youngster who I think he got a few appearances in, in the Premier League. And Zimmerman, um, and then you've obviously got um God, I'm trying to find them, trying the rest. Um you then got the she- some Sheffield United um squad play with Jack Robinson, Norton Davis, Max Lowe, who will be interesting to see if he goes out on another loan. Uh, could be a really good option. You've got Josh Tyman from uh, Stoke, who was a midfielder last year, has been uh, repositioned uh, as a defender, left wing back. Uh, Harry Souter, hopefully, will be back fully fit. Makes a massive difference for them when, when he was fit. Um, and you got about 100 Watford players who... Basically, guys, they they got thirty five players from what I, what I saw, and any anyone we we spoke to haven't haven't got a clue how they're going to line up. So it's a bit of a <laughs> they've got to all be priced up. But who starts? We haven't got a clue. Um, and then you got John O'Shea, uh, John O'Shea, blooming hell! I wouldn't pick him. He's, he must be about forty. He, he could do a job. He could do a job. West Brom. Uh, they got Dara Shave, um, who at times plays right back or centre back, five point five. And I'm gonna mention Luke McNally, um, new centre back signed from Oxford, highly rated. It looks like there's going to be a lot of transfers in that centre back position, so it might be a wait and see on him. I think I covered pretty much. <laughs> Everyone there, yeah. Angus. Um, yeah, so I think and... we'll go on to the fives. At, at like, I think, you know, like you say, you've covered most of them. I think there's a couple of interesting ones, particularly sort of the, the Middlesbrough slot. You could get some uh, some nice value there. 
um, Sheffield United potentially, um, and maybe one of the Stoke guys. But we'll go on to the five million. Uh, this is where you're going to find a lot of the, uh, a lot more of the players, a lot more of the starting players. Um, so sort of the majority of the likely starting defence from sort of Blackburn, from Bristol City, from Cardiff, from Coventry, um, from sort of Luton, from QPR, from Stoke, from Swansea. Uh, they're all in this tier at five million. Um, I think there's some there's some ones that I'll just highlight now. Um, obviously, we're not going to do too much because we're going to do sort of full previews. Um, but obviously, uh, Big Marv Marvin Ekpeteta, he's he's the one Blackpool defender at five. Um, five goals last season, so uh, it's an interesting one. Bristol City we've got um, Cal Naismith, obviously did uh, well at Luton last season and. Kane Wilson, new signing, likely to play right wing back, gets forward a lot. Um, a number of the Cardiff guys, the likes of uh, the new signings, Collins and Romeo, um, along with the likes of uh, NG um, and McGuinness are all in there at five. Uh, the Coventry guys, so the likes of Dabo, McFadzian, Rose, they're all in there at, at high, and they're all in there at five. Um, yeah, the QPR guys, Clark Salter, Dickey, uh, Kenneth Powell, um, Stoke. Um, we put we put all the all the centre backs, sort of not named Harry Souter in there. So, Aidan Flint, Harry Clark, Ben Wilmot, and Phil Jagielka are all in there. Uh, the majority of the Swansea start likely starters or potential starters are all in there at five. Um, so I think there's there's some there's some interesting options in there. Um, those are the ones I'd sort of pick out initially, um, but it's it's potentially quite interesting um, in that tier. Um, and I think you know that there's there's multiple options um, to sort of cover you off, particularly if you're wanting to stretch a little bit of your budget elsewhere. Um, I don't know how much we want to get into. I mean, we'll talk about the four point fives, but maybe just the highlights here. Of the fives, yeah, of the four point fives. Oh, the four point five. Sorry, um, t- yeah, it's hard. We basically four point fives. You got most of the Birmingham defenders. Probably the standout is Colin, um, or as Jamie goes, Colin. Um, Blackburn. It's basically backups. You you got the rest of the Blackpool defence. Um, apart from Marvin, uh, Marvin, uh, Ekpeteta. Um, so if you get a standout option like a Gabriel or or maybe like a a Garber or something like that, um, a lot of sent, uh, defenders from Bristol City, probably none of them stand out. Um, Hull, you've got uh, Elder you got Fleming, you've got Coyle, so they could be options. Um, you've got, um, got the Reading lot, who bar uh, Yeardham, Yeardham's five, but yeah, I'm not convinced by Reading. Uh, you've also got the Rotherham guys, so new signing Peter Chioso, who was signed from Lewin. Um, probably be the standout. I know they've signed... McCart from um from Scotland, but I think he's a centre back, isn't he? Yeah. Angus. 
so maybe not an option. Um, you've got a few of the Sunderland lads, Danny Bath, um, Sirkin and Bailey Wright. And the other probably starting are from Wigan, uh, Watmore, highly rated, but centre-back. Dariqua, right, right wing back. I think he's captain. I think I think yeah. he's good for assists and getting forward. He could be an option. And then the left back, you got uh, maybe it maybe a battle with highly rated Tom Pierce and um, the experience of Joe Bennett. So that for me, there doesn't seem like a standout four point five as there was last year. Um, there will be options at 4.5 and you might have to stick the odd one or two on the bench, but there's there's not a standout, I don't think. No, and uh, I, th- I think that's it. It's sort of like you're going to find starters in there, but um, there, there may be points that come from that position, but it's not a sort of price point you're going to be rushing to get to. Uh, the 4 million defenders... Um, there may be someone that comes out of it. At the moment, it's mostly sort of your your young players um, that we've put in at that at that price point, or that that are in at that price point. Um, so it remains to be seen, sort of who emerges from that group, if anyone. Um, but we'll move on to the midfielders. Um, so obviously, this is this is less sort of formulaic now because there's there's not the same defined groups in the same way but i'll just go through the sort of the most expensive ones um i'm gonna go nine million and upwards here uh which gives us ishmael assar at 11 jed wallace at 10.5 maxwell corner at 10 uh rashitsa and john swift at 9.5 and dwight mcneil at nine um so these are sort of your real premium midfielders um, obviously, we think a couple of them at least uh, won't be in the division by the time the season starts. Uh, this is particularly the case with Ishmael Asar and Maxwell Cornet. Um, so we've got Jed Wallace at 10.5. Um, you know, he, he's been worth that price at Millwall. He's now moving to West Brom, so he's obviously going to a better team. Uh, he's not necessarily going to be on all the sort of set pieces and everything the way he was at Millwall uh, he's not going to be the the main man in the same way but I still think a lot of the things that he does in his game are, are going to be good for a getting returns but b on the bonus system that's not necessarily uh, going to change um, quite as much as you might think uh, with the move so uh, so he's someone I really like as a potential option and then you've got Rashitsa who if he stays um, at Norwich could be a very good option. Um, I think you know he showed flashes in the Premier League, but obviously they Norwich struggled uh, there. And um, and uh, John Swift, so, who's obviously had a great season last year and moved to West Brom as well, um, who could be very interesting. Um, so so yeah, I don't know if you want to, if you have any additional comments on that group, Dan, or if you want to take us through some of the next guys. I'll just mention uh, Dwight McNeil. It's, it's felt like he's been highly rated for about three years. Um, whether it was Daesh and the system they played that held him back, I think we're going to find out. I personally believe he should have a season in the championship, um, but 
whether they sell him, I'm not too sure. It's an interest in that nine million. It'll probably be a wait for and see for me, but I think he could easily be worth that um, throughout the season. Um, we then got the price bracket of between eight point five and seven point five. Um, I think it became clear last season that, that there was a massive gap in midfielders, probably between this price uh, group. So what we wanted was to try and and um, get a number of probably like talismanic players or players who we think could do well in this region. So you've got players like Willock, um, Robinson from from West Brom, you got Lewis Potter, you got Chair, you got Thomas, you got um Twine who comes in from MK Dons at Burnley at eight million. You got Campwell who a couple of seasons ago was was re- done quite well in the second half of the season. Can you step it up? Um you got new sign in uh Fleming in from Edivisi for Millwall, um, really interesting player. You get the feeling he's probably the Jed Wallace replacement. So do, does he end up being great on bonus? And if he does, maybe 7.5 is a bit too cheap. Um, you then got uh, Ndai, who gradually as the season went on for Sheffield United, he really started to impress up I know he was up front, but can can he force his way into that team? I, I think he will. Now Gibbs White's not there. He's seven point five. Um, you got Powell, Nick Powell, frustrating season for Nick Powell. Uh, got a, um, a price drop, but we we all know if a, a fit Nick Powell and he's he's talismatic for Stoke, so it could be a good option. You've got Jamie Patterson, who I think was excellent at Swansea at parts of the season. So I think he's worthwhile, 7.5. And then you've got Dean Garner, who had an absolute disastrous season. Uh, 1.5 million price drop. On his day, this could be really cheap. But can he get in that team with Swift, Grant, DK and, and Wallace now? get the feeling it'll probably be rotation to start with. So, yeah, I really like a lot of these options. I think it's going to be interesting to maybe get on and get off at the right times throughout this, um, throughout the season. Um, anyone stand out for you, Angus? Um, I mean, you've got the two guys at, at QPR. So you've got Willock at 8.5, Chair at 8. Um, Willock was in the end, was, was slightly better than um, than Chair last season. So th- I think that's part of the reason why they're close in price. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I would say Lewis Potter, but it looks at the moment like he's likely to leave. Um, so for me, the most interesting one actually is uh, Fleming at Millwall. Um, I don't know much about him, but he's got brave reviews. Um, you know, Scott Twine, it's interesting to see the step up. He's a new player to the division in a different way. But Fleming, like you say, if he's he's the real sort of wild card in that group where, you know, he, he really could sort of, you know, 
make a mockery of that price and be in everyone's team or, or the people who aren't are losing out, you know, dramatically. Um, or, you know, it could just be someone who sits there and you never pick him all season. Um, so I think it'd be really interesting to see. So he's he's the big one for me, where I, I'm really interested to see how he does this season. Um, so taking a step down, um, I'll take the 7 and 6.5, um, in part just in the interests of time, where we could be here for a while if we uh, yeah. if we do each group individually. Um, so we've got at 7 million, we've got uh, Goodmanson at Burnley, we've got O'Hare, uh, Coventry, we've got Tavernier at Mi- Middlesbrough. We've got Onel Hernandez, Daniel Sonani and Primislav Placetta at Norwich. We've got Daniel Johnson at Preston. We've got Sanderberger at Sheffield United. We've got Ken Semmer at Watford and we've got Mowat at West Brom. And then in the 6.5, we've got Bradley Dack at Blackburn, Bowler at Blackpool, uh, Crooks and Watmore at Middlesbrough, Solis at Norwich, Norwood at Sheffield United, Lewis Baker at Stoke, uh, Ncham at Swansea, Musa Sissoko at Watford, and Matt Phillips at West Brom. So obviously the big thing there to say is, again, some of this is subject, particularly with some of the Norwich guys, with someone like Musa Sissoko, this is subject to potential departures. Um, this is an interesting tier because it's probably going to be one that people are going to have to dip into. I think there's some interesting players there, but I'm not sure there's there's many that I'd be rushing to own. Uh, we know the potential of someone like O'Hare, who's obviously had a, a, a significant price rise. Uh, we know the play, potential of someone like Tavernier. Um, we know the potential of someone like Bradley Dack. Um, you know, it'd be really interesting to see can he stay fit and assuming he can, you know, what can he do at this point? We haven't seen him much for best part of two years. Um, so so what can he do at this point? But he could be, you know, he's one of those where you're looking at who could make their price look silly. That's what you sort of end up looking at, particularly as you move down the prices. And he is one potentially who could. Um, and then you've got the 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 sort of people who were good for, for players last season, you know, your bowlers, your crooks, uh, your bakers. Um, so I, I do think there's some options in that sort of group uh, across those two prices. Is there anyone in particular who stands out to you there? Um, do you know what? Dak is the one. If Dak, like you've mentioned, if Dak is fit, it could be similar to Swift, but you just couldn't couldn't price him any higher than that no. price. And um, it. it you get the feeling he's going to have a, a full pre-season. And I, I hope for his sake that he, having two serious knee injuries, he, he finally gets to play. Josh Bowler's an interesting one. You have to think he's getting sold. He's got one year left. Whether he stays in the championship is another question. Does he move to a top six side? And if that's the case, he becomes a regular at 6.5. That could be a bargain. Um and I'm gonna make I'm gonna mention Baker at Stoke was on set pieces. He was even on pens where he keeps that after all the transfers. I don't know, um, but he, he he was a bargain last year. I think he was five point five, obviously up to six point five this year. But I think the seven and the six point five is one of those tiers where you're gonna swap swap around, and it's gonna be fixture dependent. Um, 
but I'm hoping we get a maybe this is the area where it won't be templatey and we get a lot of differentials break out from that group. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, now we're moving down in the groups. I think the other thing with this is uh, we'll, we'll sort of touch more on the highlights because yeah. these, these groups start to get bigger uh, <laughs> as as you'll sort of appreciate as we move into sort of more of the, the sort of, you know, meat and potatoes almost of the price price brackets. Um, so in terms of the six million, is is there anyone in particular that jumps out to you there? Um, I, I like Buckley and Dolan. Um, I think Buckley was 4.5 up to six. He done quite well, was in our teams, obviously a bit more expensive this year. Um, I think... I'm going to mention Karoma at Huddersfield. They've lost a couple of attacking players from the Huddersfield team. Uh, was a striker last year, but now moved to midfield at six million, probably an, an interesting price. Um, you got your man McGree, six million. Can he get? Uh, can he set, get a, a settled place at Borough? Um, and then you got. Sunderland lads, Pritchard and Roberts could be interesting. Everyone knows about the potential Roberts has had for a while. He's he's had to go all the way down to League One to get some form, but could really do well in in the Championship. I think. Um, he got a few Watford players who I'm just not sure who's going to start, so I'm not going to recommend anyone. So, yeah, that's basically it in the six million. Uh, any anyone for you that stands out? Um, yeah, so obviously a lot of the the FPL players will uh, will know will have had uh, Josh Brownhill, um, who obviously comes in at this group. Um, I'm really interested. I know we talked him up last season. Um, I was sort of looking for him to be more of a thing at multiple points. Uh, Ruben Colwell at Cardiff is in this group, um, and I'm going to mention just as as I, I like the, the two Sunderland guys, like you say. I'm going to mention um, in terms of the Watford group, because um, I think he might get a go. And if he does, I think he could be an interesting one. Uh, Joseph Hungbo. Um, for anyone out there who was sad enough to also be playing uh, Scottish Fantasy, uh, he he did quite well on loan at Ross County. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's quite well thought of there. And it would just be interesting if he gets a go... He's the sort of player that could that could be interesting there, um, but I, I wouldn't be sort of recommending, particularly what the players at that bracket, because it's just sort of a mass of players and um, you don't know how it's going to shake out. Um, the five point five bracket, um, just to pick out some players there, we've got uh, Dylan Markande at Blackburn um, was signed away from Tottenham. I think was quite highly rated there last season. Struggled for games. Got uh, well, he got injured. Um, and so didn't get to play much. Um, Alex Scott at Bristol City, obviously a very highly rated young player, uh, particularly at the start of the season, could get more game time uh, with Semenyo being injured. Um, a couple of the, the Luton guys, depending on how it's, it shakes out, with the likes of Berry, who obviously did well last season, Clark, uh, and Panzu and Onya Dimma. Um, 
but you know this is where it starts getting into your more your more conservative midfielders for a lot of teams which is where it's uh it, it's tough to find the options but i think this is where it also gets interesting with the promoted teams um you know you've got wiles and barlassa and even ogbene um all from uh rotherham uh, potentially someone like gooch from Sunderland, depending on how they line up, um, and, uh, and maybe someone like you know Max Power um, at Wigan. But you, you're beginning to stretch it a bit more in this group. I don't know if there's anyone uh, you wanted to mention in the five point fives. I think you've mentioned the key one. I think Scott is the one for me. Yeah. Um, school for England under nineteens. Um, Spencer's very very high on him. Um, I think he's the one at five point five, and then I'm going to throw out Ajaria at Reading. Uh, you can do it. I've seen Ajaria absolutely terrorise teams and then do nothing for about ten game weeks. Yeah. Um, I do like the Wiles pick at Rotherham. I think a uh, goal scoring box to box midfielder could be interesting. Um, that that's mainly it, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll 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 touch on the five million midfielders. This is where it starts getting a bit sort of rough. <laughs> uh, but uh, to mention some, um, you know, you've got uh, there's there's a couple of the guys who went in at Cardiff. I'm not necessarily expecting much from them, but someone like Calamo Dowder, um, who went in there. Um, you've got. A couple of the guys who started for Huddersfield, I'm not sure there's going to be a great deal of points there, but someone like John Russell came into the team. Um, yeah. Alan Campbell at Luton. Um, you know, how much there's going to be by way of returns, I'm not sure, but, you know, reliable sort of starter in there. Uh, Josh Laurent, having moved to Stoke, I think is, uh, is an interesting one. I'm not sure there's going to be many returns again, but... Um, one to sort of watch there, I guess. Um, but it gets it gets tough. This is where you're gonna have to look at some of the the promoted teams as well. But even there, uh, there's not there's not much. Uh, this is where, you know this is where your budget players are gonna come from. I don't know if there's anyone else that you've sort of identified. Uh, I'm gonna mention area. Tyler Burry from Millwall. Yeah. Uh, if he gets game time, I think he could could do quite well. Um, but yeah, in this price scrap, you're starting to look at centre midfielders or defensive midfielders. So yeah, it's it's a struggle to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, and we won't get to we won't go much into the four point fives. You can have a look and sort of we, we'll talk about them. I'm sure at some point in the in the preview pods in terms of anything that we can give you in terms of the. Uh, the 4.5s uh, that might play but at the moment uh, we're not going to spend much time talking about them because no. why would you um, particularly as an initial reaction and uh, we've already been going longer than we we promised so uh, we've accepted that fact but when we're, we're certainly not going to now 45 minutes in get into the 4.5 midfielders no. uh, <laughs> so we'll move on to the forwards uh, this is obviously I guess the headline area of the game. Um, I'll go through between eleven point five and nine. I think that's that, that's sort of the first tier. Um, we've got Pookie eleven point five. We've got Emmanuel Dennis at eleven. 
Uh, Brereton Diaz, Veghorst, and Carlin Grant at 10. Uh, Joel Pedro and Daryl DK at 9.5. And Jay Rodriguez at 9. So obviously this is an interesting group. This is populated a lot by uh, forwards from the relegated teams, um, as well as uh, Brereton Diaz, uh, Grant, and DK. Um... Pookie's the one that jumps out, assuming he stays in the league. I think the other thing to mention with this tier is you've got a few guys who uh, might not be in the division by the end, by the start of the season. Uh, Pookie, there's there's rumours creeping up about his potential departure. Um, Emmanuel Dennis seems very likely to leave Watford. Veghorst has basically said he won't play in the division for for Burnley. Um, Brereton Diaz, there's been rumours swirling around him. Um, so you might well be looking at, uh, you know, Carlin Grant, Joao Pedro, Daryl DK, and Jay Rodriguez. Um, the Burnley forwards are probably the most the most interesting sort of like or debatable one. I think people will have very wide ranging views on them, um, and we'll get into the the other forwards they have in a moment. But um, yeah, it's not necessarily for me personally, but again, I'll save too many more of the opinions for sort of when we get into the into the previews. Um, but in terms of guys that that might stay or could stay, um, what are your thoughts in this initial group? Well, I think Pookie's the one in the if he with his fixtures, if he st- if he stays, he's going to be. Well, it's high chance he's he's like Mitrovic and Solanke. Obviously, priced 0.5 more than they were at the start of the game. Um, I'm starting to feel like Brereton Diaz is is going to stay now. It's, it's sort of just quieting down. Whether you get the last minute um, rush toward maybe even when the game start, when the window closes, has only got one year left. So you'd think they'd probably sell. Um, Pedro's the interesting one. Is he? Is he even an out-and-out goal scorer? It's hard, but he's probably the only striker that might actually be there. And then you got the West Brom lads who Grant, who who done quite well, whether he play, plays from the left or could play up front. And DK, I think DK, I think I still believe will score fifteen, twenty goals in this league. So. I can see the pricing of them, and Jay Rodriguez. We had we've had a lot of discussions about Burnley. He's priced nine. We didn't all agree with it, but he's priced that nine. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably um, from what we're saying, you can probably agree who doesn't agree with it. Yeah, but we're, we're, we can we can leave that for a later point. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, Pookie's the main one. Will you be able to afford maybe a Grant or a Pedro? Maybe. Or a DK. Um, yeah. The others probably won't be there. Um, I'll do the next bracket. 8.5 to 7.5. Again, I felt last year there wasn't many options. And this time, basically anyone who done well last year has gone into between 8.5 and 7.5 so you've got you've got the two burn, other Bernie lads Barnes and Vidra you then got young Ida from Norwich 
Um, could be a great option if they sell Poogie. Um, but then you've got Vyman, Sharp, Piero at 8.5. All great options throughout last season. And you'd think they'd be good options at some point throughout this season. At 8, you've got Vicar Gurkarez and Brewster. Uh, again, hopefully good options. Brewster is still getting there mainly because of potential, I think. Um, and then you've got 7.5s, brilliant group. I love this group. Semenyo, Adebayo, Reese, Sargent from Nor- um, from Norwich, Zhao from Reading, um, Femi, and Jacob Brown, who's moved from a midfielder to a striker. Um, done surprisingly well at Stoke. I really love this group. Um I don't know what you feel, Angus. Some yeah, great I mean, options there. Uh, I'm, I'm less keen on the on the Burnley guys myself. <laughs> um, in terms of the 8.5s, I think you know the likes of Vyman uh, and Piero, um, the standouts. Victor obviously at eight. I really like some of the 7.5s. We talked a lot about Semenyo last season. I'm a big fan of him. Obviously, he's going to miss the start of the season, but I think he could be a really good option at that price. Uh, we know what the likes of Reese, Adebayo, and and Joao can do. Um, I really like the 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 decision point there at Swansea between Piro at eight point five and Obafemi at seven point five. Um, I think I think that's gonna obviously uh, we had that sort of almost uh, debate on the pod last year and like you would yeah. I was tipping Piro you would tip Obafemi and uh, but I do think putting that gap between them is is interesting um, and. Uh, Jacob Brown, obviously, we, we talked about how well he did last season, and uh, yeah, I think I think particularly moving to a forward, I think I like that price for him. I think that's a good yeah. price, um, and I think it's it's a competitive price where it's acknowledging what he did, but it's not sort of taking it too far almost. Um, so so I like him at that price. Um, I'll get into the seven and six point five. So at the seven, we've got the likes of Chris Martin. Uh, Bristol City. Harry Cornick has become a forward, obviously. Um, you know, he played there the majority of last season um, at seven, along with Corley Woodrow after his move to Luton. Uh, Lyndon Dykes has had a price drop to seven. Uh, Ollie McBurney has had a price drop to seven. Uh, Benica Fobe, who's just moved back to Millwall permanently, uh, is in here at seven. Tyrese Campbell at seven. And at 6.5, uh, you've got Sam Gallagher, Naki Wells, Matt Godden, uh, Danny Ward, Tom Bradshaw, uh, Jordan Hugel, somehow still in the championship, uh, <laughs> Yaku Mate, uh, Daniel Jemison, Ross Stewart, and Kenneth Zahor. Again, another one somehow still in the championship. Uh, it feels like Zahor and Hugel are just sort of like... You know their 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 contract is with the championship, and it just they end up on different teams rather than being contracted to a particular team. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's some interesting options uh, in this sort of like next almost step down. Um, I think Cornick or Woodrow, depending on what happens at Luton, could be interesting. Um, I think Benikafobe could actually be interesting. I think he he did quite well in the second half of last season at Millwall, so obviously going back there. Um, is is interesting. Um, six point five, um, because at, at times we're going to have to dip into that. 
Uh, Matt Godden obviously did well last season. Danny Ward, we saw what he did. Um, the, the highlight for me is uh, Ross Stewart. It's obviously the first striker forward for a promoted team we've got to. Um, and, you know, he's he's the standout one. He's he's sort of the, the Clark Harris of this season almost. Not necessarily in terms of the outcome before people get scared, but in terms of the one that everyone is looking for, the one that... You know, people if they if they have to go down to a bit more of a budget forward are going to be looking at, um, and I do think it would be very interesting to see he how he uh, makes the step up. Um, I think it might be a little bit more transferable, but um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, don't know in that in that group. Um, anyone jump out to you? Uh, as you mentioned, the two Luton lads. Only worry I have is maybe rotation with those two. Um, interested with Dykes. It was a bit of a letdown last year, weren't it? I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if Beal can get the, the best out of him next year. Um, God, I really like Gordon at 6-5. I think when he was fit, yeah. um, I think it, it, his goals to game ratio was probably better than... Gokarez, so he, he's definitely someone who's who's high on the watch list. Um, and they've got decent fixtures to start off with. And I agree with Stuart. Um, Clark Harris came in at six million, so he's he's got that bump to six point five, maybe because of Sunderland. We we expect them to do a bit better. Scottish international as well. Um, hopefully he stays. He doesn't go to Rangers. Have a word, Angus. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get on the phone. Yeah. Um, do you, do you want to cover? I, I know you. Oh, were I love saying, this group. You were saying I love this uh, in our chat that you love this six million group. Do you want to sort of get into them? Oh God, the six million group, and anyone who's seen it uh, when the game launches, it is like what some of the best strikers from about seven, eight years ago, maybe five. You got Deeney, Hogan, Medine, Waghorn, uh, Jordan Rhodes, Cameron Jerome, Akpom, Ikpiazu. Um Just really great options, and I can't wait for when we got to use Budget Buster and everyone's got um, Hogan or, or Waghorn in their team or whoever's starting. We do also. Um, Got some more interesting younger options in uh, Mason Bennett from Millwall. If he becomes first, if he gets game time, maybe ahead of Bradshaw or Afobe. And we've got two Wigan strikers, Keane, who we de- not really debated, but in the, in the build up, is he a midfielder? Is he a striker? He's come in at six million as a striker. And Lang, who's been highly rated in lower league at six million, both from Wigan. Um, yeah, just a really <laughs> sort of like a I don't know how to explain it, like a rolling back the years yeah. of uh, championship football. Anyone stand out in the six million angles? Um, I mean, the jokes aside, uh, it's yeah. Will Keane, isn't it? Um, that's yeah, that's sort of the main one. Obviously, uh, you know, twenty-five odd goals in League One last year. Um, could be interesting depending on how Wigan sort of take to the division, but in terms of that group, he's he's the one really um, that you're looking at. Um, <laughs> we'll talk brief. I think we're just going to pick guys out of the sort of yeah. five point five five 
uh, we have we managed to price one forward at 4.5. So uh, we're not going to tell you who the 4.5 forward is. You can go and see us find him. <laughs> but 5.5, uh, uh, the, the Blackpool guys in terms of Yates and Lavery, um, there might be an option there. Um, as Middlesbrough haven't signed any other forwards yet, I'll mention Josh Coburn. Um, because at the moment he would be playing. Um, we've got Tom Eves and Connor Washington at Rotherham. Um, they're, they're sort of the main ones that sort of jump out to me. It gets thin uh, in this in these groups. Uh, these are sort of the budget end, obviously. And then in the fives, um, someone like Jake Beasley did well at the end of the season when he played at Blackpool. So he's another one to maybe keep an eye on. Um maybe someone like Josh Coyote at Rotherham, but, you know, a forward spot on a Rotherham player, really. Um, in the 5.5 and 5, is there anyone else worth mentioning, Dan? No, there's not, to be honest. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of them are basically players who were loaned out last year or, or youth players who might get the break, but we're not using a 5.5 or a 5 million striker, unless they're like Victor or someone like that. Um, we, we want them for the high-scoring, expensive players. But, yeah, it was interesting seeing that list anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the, the the interesting thing is sort of like... Um, the... Uh, There's, there's sort of, you know, some of those budget forwards you might have to drop into, but I think it's, it's the, it's the middle tier that's going to be interesting. But yeah, so that's all, uh, that's all the sort of the, the positions and the prices and everything. So that's, that's sort of our first pod. Um, it's much more rambly than we intended, but uh, it's us. The, what do you else would you expect? Yeah, all the, all that good stuff. Um, we uh yeah this is this is ending really well as well <laughs> i'm gonna wrap it up um yeah this was supposed to be a, a quick reaction to the prices it's obviously ended up being a much sort of fuller fledged um reaction uh the big things to then look out for coming up from us as we've mentioned a few times uh we'll do the same as we did last season in terms of three preview pods um going a bit more in depth into each team um obviously three podcasts eight teams each um so that'll be sort of our main preseason content but we'll leave that closer to the start of the season because uh, essentially we want to give teams more times to actually make their moves before we uh we get into it and uh, the podcasts become outdated within sort of a day or two um <laughs> we will have something talking to uh last year's winner um george will come on uh so we're looking forward to that um and we'll have we'll have a couple of other things mixed in we're still sort of finalizing what we're gonna do you know who's away uh, in which weeks uh in the last sort of remaining period to have a summer holiday um but we'll we'll try and make sure we have something for you each week um at least one thing each week uh, until the season starts um, with the main thing obviously being those preview pods uh, but for now um, 
I hope you at least feel informed by this. Uh, it was much more sort of rambly than we intended it to be, and uh, we've we've sort of ended up basically listing a lot of guys, but um, hopefully uh, everyone's as excited as we are to sort of get into it, get sort of thinking about it, um, you know, building teams, um, working out different structures, uh, and so on. Um, but yeah, so we will uh, speak to you soon, and uh, goodbye. Goodbye.